Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the 704 High School Highlight Podcast. My name is Jeff Taylor, sports director here at Bayhackle Sports. This podcast, of course, a part of everything we do here at Bayhackle Sports. And today I'm joined by Mr. James Shipley. He is the founder of NAS. And for those who don't know what NAS is, it's National Amateur Sports. Correct. Correct? Correct. Um, so for those who don't know, just tell everybody out there what it is and, and kind of maybe how it came about. Yeah, absolutely. We work with uh, National Amateur Sports, which works with public school districts as far north as Virginia, as far south as South Carolina, primarily in North Carolina. We work with public school districts in providing them a sports marketing and media um, consultant, basically, manager. Um, so we help them not only protect their assets, uh, we also help them develop new assets, whether it be digital, media, live streaming, e-ticketing, uh, fundraising, all of the above, to develop those assets and opportunities. And then we monetize them with corporate community partners and, and do a share a revenue share back with those public school districts. Probably the biggest differentiator with our business is we work with the boards of educations in the districts we work with, not just with individual schools or not with the state association, but actually with the school districts who, who manage those high school sports programs. So we love what you do here in Charlotte. And everybody out there who may not know, we have a very good partnership between you, you guys and Bayhackle Sports here and what we do in terms of high school sports. We live in Charlotte where there's, you know, pro football, you know, basketball, soccer, you know, we have NASCAR, we have PGA that joins us up. Why high school sports? What is it that kind of, you know, drew you to it and draws you to it? Yeah. Well, one, I grew up, me and my wife both grew up being passionate about sports in general. We, um, we went through and both played college sports and, and have a lot of really good ties to high school sports, and whether it be friends or coaches or mentors or, or just memories in general. Um, and about 12 years ago, when we started National Amateur Sports, uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools had talked about pulling middle school sports outside of the school district. And um, to be honest with you, we were amazed that that could possibly happen. And I started speaking to a good friend of mine, Moosin Muhammad, who everybody will recognize that name. And, and we talked about it. And at that time, went and met with the superintendent of schools, the Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, about some ideas we had about helping fund middle school sports to keep it in the, in the, in the district. And we had success in doing that with um, Rick Hendrick stepped up to the plate. Michael Jordan stepped up to the plate and helped fund a couple of big names. Yeah, a couple of big <laughs> names, um, and helped fund middle school sports uh, that year. And then we built a model to where um, we could help bring other community partners in and create a, create a sustainable model. High school sports, probably the largest fan base of sports in this community, including right. professional sports right. and collegiate sports, and definitely the most emotionally tied or passionate fans because every fan is associated with someone on that field, win, lose, or draw. Right. Uh, it's not just a, a brand that, that, that you want to follow because you love sports, and if they're losing, you kind of go away from that brand. Uh, the 0-11 team in Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools still has – you know, seven to ten passionate fans following that individual player right. at every game, and so it's uh, we believe um, just the 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 opportunity to enhance those sports uh, for student athletes, for our parents, for our community is tremendous. Hence, why we've grown this great relationship with Bay Hackle Sports right. as as a media partner that is embraced, invested, 
and really engage the high school community. And as we're, we're in our second year of relationship and growing it tremendously and you know, 704 podcast and the blitz on Friday night to do the football show and game on on Mondays, which right. covers all sports. It's not just most most media companies cover high school football, right? right. Because that's the biggest and, sport. Right. Yeah. And, and that's kind of yeah. what we wanted to do here. We wanted to go, hey, you know, high school football is great. We know that. But there's so much out there that so, so many great stories that yeah. not only the podcast gets a chance to tell, but game one and what we try to do with Bay Hackle Sports. It's those stories. And when, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, sorry no, about that. Good. You know, in terms of, we mentioned the pros and you mentioned the big fan base. To me, um, I think what's so cool is out of when you talk about high school sports and college and pros and stuff like that, the purity of high school sports. Um, and you, you can go back to Pop Warner and stuff like that also, but just there's a purity to high school sports. Is that you, uh, what attracts people, I think? Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. And I also think that there's a lot more than just the student athlete from an opportunity perspective, right? I mean, if you go to a, if you, let's use Friday night football. If you go to Friday night football, you have a, a student section, right? And so there's right. a lot of students there that aren't just participating, <laughs> yeah, participating in the game, or or you have students that are possibly broadcasting the game, or right. or doing the production, who are learning experiential opportunities to to a potential career path in the college space or the pro space. So I just I do I think the purity of it. I think it starts in youth sports, and. To, for it to potentially ever to be lost in high school sports to the club model, I think would lose some of that purity. Right, absolutely. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, in, in that brand of high school that you're in, whether it's uh, Butler High School or Garinger High School, whatever it may be, that's a brand you're going to keep for the rest of your life. And, right. and, and you may have impacted it in some capacity, whether it's sports, broadcasting, being in the fans, whatever it may be. So, yeah, I believe purity is a, a key to the success of high school sports. So let's back up a little bit, though, and you mentioned uh, you and your wife and, and growing up in high school and stuff. So what did you do in high school? What did you play? Yeah, I actually played I, I, back in the old days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got yeah, you. No, I got you. You could actually play three or four sports, right, where right, it's really right. hard now right. because of because of the uh, obligation and sure. um, and the and time. So, so yeah, so I actually played uh, basketball, football, baseball, um, and those were my primary sports growing up. Um, my wife was soccer primarily, and she uh, and, and, and dabbled in basketball and cheer and, and other and other sports as well. We both went on to play college sports, which we were, were we were lucky. I played basketball at a small Division two school. She actually played soccer at uh, a large Division one school right. at, at NC State. So um, it, it's been a huge part of our 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 careers as well as uh, our lives, and you know, and, and just following down to my kids, and we followed them all the way through youth sports and middle school and high school and the passion we have for the high school, the middle schools that they went to in the community we were in. It's just tremendous. Um, in terms of, you mentioned something that was kind of interesting, you know, it's different since we've changed. I mean, when I played football and then I played division three football um, and, you know, even division three football, not all about with division two, but like even division three, I mean, I would show up for summer camp. You know, we'd practice, we might have an hour study hall, and we'd have our games, and then it was pretty much done. We might hit the weight room in the offseason. It wasn't 24-7. Yeah. Uh, it just wasn't. Now, Division One, maybe it's always been that way or something like that. But you mentioned, you know, and I, I ran track, and I, I played football, and um, those were only two, and cross country. Um, but we talk about the purity. Um, is it sad to see the shift a little bit where parents have kind of become so entrenched in going – my kid has to be successful and my kid has to do this. Do you know I'm getting at? Yeah. Like we, we've, we've, we've gotten to the point where maybe we put on the blinders and maybe I call it the Tiger Woods syndrome where he was so good at such a young age 
everybody thinks, hey, my kid could be the next Tiger Woods. Has that maybe, you know, I guess darkened it a little bit in terms of giving the kids the opportunity to do it, a little bit of everything? Yeah, I think the expectations of, right. of, of parents as well as coaches um, sometimes uh, gear, you know, takes us off the path of purity, right? right? And sometimes it's about other people's expectations or other people's desires and not about the kid themselves. And, and I mean, I, I spoke about back when I played high school sports, I could play three sports. It was easy. They never intertwined, right. they never crossed over. Sure. Um, you never now, had to choose. Never had to choose. And right. now, now you have coaches that are saying, well, if you play that sport, then you're not going to start on this sport, right. and or maybe not play know, at all. May not play at all. Yeah. Right. So that's I, I think I think that's a little bit lost, and and I think if you talk to anyone that's been successful in the sports world, matter of fact, um, just heard Coach Wright speak about 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 it at the Touchdown Club not long ago about you know hey don't. Don't get lost, parents out there, in playing one sport year round because you're going to lose your passion for it. You're going right. to do it too much. You're going to hurt. You're going to use parts of your body too much to where they're going to get injured long term. Um, so, you know, I, I just believe I believe in at the age of youth, middle school, high school, do as much as you can, as many different sports as you can, and 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 then eventually. You'll find what your niche is if you well, can move on and, to the next level. Yeah, and that's and that's what I was going to say because, like, back to the touchdown club, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Uh, John Smoltz talked uh, maybe the time he before that, and well. somebody asked about what, what advice would you give a little league baseball coach or a little league player, and his exact words from a Hall of Fame baseball player was, "Baseball is not a 365 days a year sport." Yeah. He goes, you know, get out there and learn. But I think also, and I want to make this clear too to people, there's a point though where you do you do realize, okay. This is my sport. Now I'm gone. Now I'm going to give into it. I knew with me, once I got into my junior year, it was going to be football. I mean, I was a place kicker, so I knew yeah. that's what I wanted to do. And, and, and that's when you go off to college, that's what I wanted to do. So there's, I want to get that out there. That yeah. We're not saying, you know, don't push your kid in the one direction. But there's value to experimenting and dipping your toes into other water and then well, yeah, and I'm not in the I'm not in the medical field, obviously, but just think about what John Smoltz said, and think about using that arm from the time you're seven years old, right? Pitching and throwing curveballs and throwing whatever pitch it is. I think he said he go out and throw a hundred pitches a day at like right. eight years old. Yeah, or something. so so eventually that rotator cuff or whatever Tommy John surgery is, <laughs> right. is going to get worn down, right? And right. so so not not using it as much or not throwing certain pitches. You know, I, I, I'm just, again, I'm a firm believer in playing multiple sports until until you get to a certain age where if you want to focus and you think you can make it to the collegiate level and maybe get a full scholarship, which is, you know, obviously less than a, a very low percentage of people that get that. Right. But if you think that's opportunity, then, yeah, chase it and go right, get sure. it and work your tail off to be there. Um, but but I don't think you need to start that in eighth grade. No, <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. But I guess, you know, I've known a few who've done it, yeah. Um, yeah, no but who have been successful, too, um, in terms of that. So let me ask you this. Um, and I go back and I've asked everybody that's been associated with high school sports this question, especially when it's really around football more than more or less. And I'd love to get your thought process because you've been through it as a dad. Yes. Um, and that is the transfer portal. Um, I, you know, and um, I, I think um, for those of you who do not know, Will Shipley is his <laughs> son, the running back at Clemson. And I actually asked him about it too. But, um, you know, the transfer portal, I, I struggle with it. I get it and I don't get it. I get it and I don't get it. And the, I guess the, the way I don't get it is sometimes is, you know, um, and listen, Coach Prime's doing great things. I, I, you know, I think he's doing a great thing in college football and stuff like that. But when he came in and said to these guys in the room, I'm bringing my dogs with me, and you know, you're going to have to beat them out, 
here's kids who've given their time and energy to a program. And now all of a sudden this guy walks in, I say, oh, fine, leave. The issue I have with it is the kid who's like, well, I'm not getting enough playing time or, blah, you know, yeah. I'm going to go to two or three schools until I get what I want. Just kind of get your thoughts on the transfer portal because obviously, like I said, you've been through it with the recruiting yeah. process and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and I actually um, have a fairly strong opinion on it. I, I believe in the transfer portal. I believe that there are really good uh, situations that help kids in the right. transfer portal. Agreed. I believe there are a lot more negative. And I believe why? Because they haven't put any guidelines or requirements around it. Right. So a lot of people and a lot of parents, a lot of kids, a lot of coaches – always think the grass is greener on the other side. And, and I think what a lot of them find out that the grass isn't greener. Right. And using specifically the prime situation in Colorado, phenomenal what he's doing. Like I, I love the, the height that the college kids are getting. I love the, the excitement around Colorado's program. I love that the university now is back in the college football, you know, world and being right. being recognized sure. and, and the fans. It's, the, it's, the, it's the, literally in this football season, which is kind of weird, it's almost the only thing that's keeping yeah. college. I mean, Alabama yeah. is struggling. Yeah. You know, you don't have that kind of one cool story that everybody grasped to. Well, and great, and, so great, and great what they've done at Colorado, what he's done at Colorado in, in, in less than one year. Right. But let's talk about the 75 kids that had to leave that school and leave their scholarship, right? right. Let's, let's, let's evaluate what's happened to them. Right. Because life isn't just about sports. You right. Know, no, I, high school sports last four years. College sports last four years. Pro sports last however long, right. and the, the chances of playing any of them go down every time, every every you know every at every age, um, and then you all of a sudden you become a man or a right. woman, and right. you have to live life, and you get married, game and, on, and you, yeah, you got sixty more years to figure out what you what you're gonna do. Right. So um, I think it can be negative, and I, and I blame that on not having any any real guidelines or requirements around it. And I think you're gonna see that in the future. Um, because it's so new, and especially with NIL playing a role in it now, because right. I, I can go to this school and make more money, right? Right. It's not necessarily true. And I also struggle a little bit. And I get the coach's mentality because as, as a coach, especially in the college and pros, it's win now. Put people in the seats, and you put people in the seats by winning and doing something exciting like you know Coach Sanders is doing. But for me too, I've known a couple of kids who I know would have been good D1 prospects, and they didn't get a shot because the coach took the sophomore who in the transfer portal instead of a kid coming out of high school. No doubt. It, it hurts them. No, it's definitely hurt high school recruiting. Right. Tremendously. And right. if you think about it as a coach who, like you just said, has to have an immediate result. Right. Like winning. And, and, and I get it. I mean, that's – As I, a coach, you, you, if you don't win in the first three years, you're going to get fired. Right. So you have to do what's what the – rules allow you to do sure. to be successful in the transfer portal. Who are you going to take as a coach, a proven sophomore leaving one university at quarterback or a high school quarterback who had great, you know, records and, and stats, right. but hadn't played at that college level, which is a different speed over the game, a different level, a different strategic level, all of right. the above. So it's not the wrong decision by coaches because they've set the rules that way. Right. Um, but it has definitely hurt high school recruiting for sure. And it's just, it's, you know, it, it's got to be tough. And then my question is, you know, does then that take away a kid's, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, um, motivation to, you know what I'm getting at? There's yeah. a difference between going out to football because you love the sport and going out to football because you know it's going to get you to the next level. You know, then you get into that realm of going, well, do I really want to show up for every high school workout? Do I really want to put in the, you know, yeah. four hours of practice? You know, yeah, I'll good. show up for the games. You know, it does it take away the, the competitor? I don't think it does. Yeah. But do you know what yeah. I'm getting at there? It's just it, it's that realm of when we talk about purity, 
No doubt. You know, the kids now in high school are thinking, they have to think more of, yeah, maybe the next step. It's, yeah, it's, it's a fine that, line. And I, and I think that the, the, the good news is it hadn't seeped down to our kids yet. Right. right? Maybe know, the parents. parents, for sure, <laughs> yeah. it has. Right. right? And so, right. so, you know, now you're looking for, you have a kid that's been incredibly successful, and I won't use a name, but it's a kid I coached all the way through Pop Warner, good friends with the parents. Um, he was a, a, a one of the top high school quarterbacks in this region um, and, and didn't get a lot of big scholarship offers. So he then went looking for the preferred walk-on opportunity. Right. right. So where a university will say, well, you, I, we don't have scholarships left because we only have 85 to give. Right. And we took 40 people from the transfer portal, so we don't have any high school scholarships left. But we like your game, and we'd love for you to come prove yourself as a preferred walk-on so you'll be able to get in school, but you'll still have to pay tuition. You know, that's a tough pill to swallow right. as a parent. That's a, that could be a sixty <laughs> to $80,000 right. a year um, decision, right? Sure. So I, luckily, I don't think it's seeped into the competitive nature of the kids in high school. I think it absolutely has seeped into what's happening in recruiting and what the parents believe can happen with their kids. Right. Um, let me ask you a little bit about recruiting, too, in terms of, like I said, you've been through it as a dad. Is that process just crazy? I mean, is it, as a dad, you you know, you open the mailbox and there's, you know, 40, mm-hmm. um, 40 messages, 40 letters, 40 brochures, whatever, coaches come into your house all of that. How just to me, it's got to be cool. Yeah. But, and how overwhelming is it? I, it's cool and overwhelming. Yeah, I, I would say both. I, I would say for us and both my boys um, are, are luckily it was different for both of them. They're both playing college sports. One's playing lacrosse. One's playing football. Right. Um, the college, the, the college lacrosse recruiting happened much earlier at the time because it was before the rules were made that you could only start recruiting in, in the start of the 11th grade years. So oh, my, really? okay. my oldest son committed to his college um, at, at the right before his sophomore year in high school. So wow. it ended at that wow. time. So there wasn't as much hype. Whereas okay. my, my younger son, who's playing at Clemson, um, and, and was right after his ninth grade year of high school where he proved that he was could be successful at the high school level, it, the recruiting really started. started. He got his first offer, Duke right. University. I'll never forget it um, at Duke, and we loved loved Duke. It was awesome, awesome going there, and it was the first time. It just felt incredibly cool and invigorating as a parent and the kid. And then it got like almost cumbersome, right? I because bet. my son, when we put a lot of were parents that were very involved, sure. we put a lot of restrictions around how much time and how much energy he could put into recruiting instead of his high school program or his high school education right. or his family in general. Because you had it, to take care of that. <laughs> it could be, but he, he could have stayed on the phone 24-7 to the coaches wow. that were recruiting him, right? right? And we, we put a time at night that he could talk to people, and that was the only time he could talk then to Then it was coaches. homework time. Yeah, and then it was homework time. <laughs> right. and then it family, was time, family sure. time. We're right. going to eat dinner together. Right. But, um, but that doesn't happen everywhere, right? So right. you have a lot of kids out there who probably do – lose the focus of education and family and certain things because of the recruiting process. So incredible. Because they have such a dream to that they can make it in life through sports, which is rare. Right. Yeah, Yeah. the numbers are so, what, minimal. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, In terms of with NAS and and Bayhackle Sports and and what we're doing in our partnership and stuff, what I've come to love um, over the last year since I've been involved has just been um, the athletes. In this town, it, it's crazy. It's and and, I, and, I'm, and I, listen, football we get, but um, I got this thing from North Iredell Ladies Volleyball who won their state 3A last I, year, maybe jumped to 4A. It, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, just talk to me about high school sports in Charlotte because to me, um, across the board in all sports, um, it, it's awesome. 
Oh, uh, I mean, I, I, I'll, it's incredible to follow, incredible to follow the kids that we just touched, my family, that are playing at the next level. Right. So we have a game coming up against Wake Forest, Clemson. I say we. Clemson has a game <laughs> coming up against Wake Forest. I'm not playing, just say, <laughs> but, but uh, against Wake Forest in a couple weeks. And, um, and we played Duke earlier in the year. Right. Um, and, and our team and Pop Warner won, won like the city championship. And Will's now played against three or four kids that played on that team together. Wow. At the collegiate level. Right. Duke and Wake Forest um, at, at Clemson. At, there's uh, Air Force. We have kids. Richmond. I mean, it's just incredible to watch the success of kids in these communities, Charlotte and surrounding communities, that are successful at the collegiate level. And I'm talking about football there. Lacrosse, you know, our high school lacrosse team, I think, ended up with eight Division One lacrosse players, uh, which is incredible. And so I, I, I think all sports, and, and one of the things that – that we're, that we're working on um, and are having conversations with the district about Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools and Erica Turner is about a, a Hall of Fame uh, program. Right, right. So a, a, a Hall of Fame model where we can recognize the history and traditions of Charlotte Mecklenburg and their high school athletics. And it's an Erica Turner initiative, the district athletic director. And I love it. We're working, we're trying to figure out ways to help her. But I think it would be incredible. And I think the names that you would see that would come out of that would just be unbelievable. Because I know, like, all three of my kids went to Providence. And I can't think off the top of my head, but I know there are a couple banners in the gym of a couple of professional basketball players. And for life me, I can't remember. Sorry to the Providence yeah. crew out there. But I was stunned. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, that person went to Providence? So that idea of a Hall of Fame, and I know I sat down and talked with uh, Erica also, um, who is just a blessing. No question. Um, um, you know, and we can talk about her for a second. I, I know since I've met her and, and gotten to know her, she's been on the podcast. And to hear her story um, – to have somebody in charge of athletics uh, for CMS, wow, that's that's yeah. the only word that comes to mind. Can you talk about her for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, I, mean, I know her vision of – and the cool part was, I think, um, you know, it's been twice now. I've, I've been a part of her, gone out to it when they had all the coaches together at the beginning of the year, like a coaches symposium. Coaches symposium, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't all about athletics. It was, you know, how to handle yourself, social media, talking to the media, doing this, doing that, you know, emergency plans and all of that. For her, it is way beyond the field, no doubt. Well, and I'm not—I'll never speak for Erica. She's amazing, and what she's doing here in Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools is amazing. But what I can tell you about Erica, at the end of the day, it's all about her babies, and yep. her babies are these student athletes. So yep. she's going to educate coaches on how to coach and how to how to treat parents, and she's going to talk to parents about why you don't do certain things. She's going to bring them together and, and answer any questions they may have. At the end of the day, she wants that experience for those high school student athletes to be second right. to none. Right. And every objective and mission she has ties to that, and, I, and, I, and I, I respect her for that because she wants to see these kids excel in life, and that's, what, that's, how, they, that's how they can do that. So last question for you in terms of our partnership with NAS and Bay Hackle Sports. Um, even over the last couple months since school has started, I've seen the momentum we've gotten in terms of becoming, you know, the home for high school sports, especially with what you guys help bring to the table and stuff. To me, the sky's the limit. How excited are you over the next, you know, year or so, especially this school year, to see where we can go with things um, in the programming that we're doing and the stuff you're doing and, and the partnership over the next year, how excited? Well, I mean, I, it's just been an incredible partnership, right? We got together a year ago and had this had this vision of of Bay Hackle Sports becoming the home of high school sports, right? And and the ability to um, enhance the experience 
student athletes, yes. Parents, yes. Fans, yes. Community, yes. Other folks that don't participate in sports, all of the above. And the investment of time and resources that Bayhawk Sports is pouring into this is second to none. And I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see it create a community for high school sports that you don't see in many places across the country. And it's not easy. I mean, you got to remember we're covering probably 80 something high schools in this community, not just Charlotte Mecklenburg schools. I, I want to say it's, it's in the DMA. Yeah. It's 57 or 58 yeah. schools. And that's just, that's the public schools. Yeah. And that's not your private schools. Yeah. And then, and then with that, you have 28 sports and, right. and, and, and four facilities at each high school. Right. So it's, you know, it's, <laughs> It's hundreds of locations and hundreds of thousands of teams right. and that you're trying to cover um, and, and you know with, with, with creating more technology efficiencies and things like automated cameras and and, and, and obviously y'all's res your resources here at Bay Hackle Sports and NAS resources. Uh, we're doing a heck of a job in the early stages. Um, the sky is the limit right and I think that um, the more people that are listening to this and the right. more people that would be interested in getting involved and helping growing that in this community man we'd love to talk to you and there's a lot of passionate people there's a lot of passionate CEOs or C-suites folks out there that high school sports has been the most important thing in their life yeah. and so um, again we're going to do everything we can to make it really special here in this community. And to the folks out there, our, 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 our game of the week on Friday nights or our game of the week during the week, whether it's volleyball or soccer, um, the highlights you see uh, on game on a Monday, that's not even possible without this crew. <laughs> so we're very appreciative to them because what, like you said, we're taking it. We're here. I know we're going here. Definitely. And um, it's just going to get better and better. James Shipley. Thanks yep. for your time, sir. Thank you. Thanks for all you do. So enjoy it. Yep. I yep. appreciate it. Awesome. Hey, thanks for checking out the 704 High School Highlight Podcast comes out every Friday. Find it wherever you watch or listen to your podcast. And when you do, make sure you subscribe, like, comment. We love to keep in touch with you guys. Send us story ideas. Um, whatever comes to mind, just let us know. And until next week, have a good week, and we'll see you next Friday.